Hello, everyone. I'm Becca, dietitian by trade, mom 24-7, wife from the start, and when there's a few extra hours in the day, you might find me hitting the trails or on horseback. And I'm Kara, a therapist to women, a mom to a boy, an entrepreneur, mountain junkie, and a postpartum runner. And this is Fit for a Queen, a podcast that's devoted to the female athlete wanting to balance the teeter-totter of all the things we desire out of life as women. Performance, health, intellect, and taking time for self, even if we only get one minute out of the day. We're so excited to be bringing you the queens in the athletic world who have done just that. Okay, ladies, take a seat at your thrones, grab your crowns, and welcome to Fit for a Queen. All right, Queens, we're back with a local today Woo-hoo! in studio where we love having people in studio. So we have Stephanie Langford in. Stephanie, born and raised in Kansas City, earned her Bachelor of Science in Sports Management from Rockhurst University in 2013, as well as her Master of Business Administration in 2016. In 2011, while an undergrad, Stephanie interned at the Kansas City Sports Commission as the Win for KC intern. Her love for the organization kept her coming back for two years while finishing school. Then in 2013, she was offered a full-time position as an events coordinator, and she has been here ever since. Currently, as assistant director for Win for KC, she oversees logistics and planning for all Win for KC events, including the annual Women's Sports Awards celebration and Camp Win. Outside of work, Stephanie's love of sports continues as she coaches girls basketball and officiates all levels of women's lacrosse. Additionally, she serves as a member of the Connect, the Young Professionals Board of Nonprofit Connect. Most recently, she welcomed a son, Logan, in June of 2019 with her husband, Bryce Scoville. Thanks for coming in today. Oh, thanks for having me. <laughs> Casey made her. <laughs> Pretty much. Casey made her, yeah. Literally. I just like never Literally. ever left. <laughs> I just kept bopping around, just moved a little more north. Uh-huh. That happens in Kansas City. Right. Or you leave and you come back. So. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, I left for three months, but that... I went oh to Mizzou for a hot uh-huh. minute. <laughs> hot minute. Hot I, I haven't Mizzou. left at all, really. I guess college, the, well, other than that. It's, it's a great it. place to yeah. raise kiddos, yeah. for sure. And Win for KC is such a special entity within the Kansas City Sports Commission. So can you tell us a bit about Win, what they stand for, what we're doing in the community? Tell us all about yeah, it. Yeah, Such okay. an important thing. Yes. So Win for KC stands for Women's Intersport Network, and it was started in 1994 as kind of a result of bidding for the Women's Sports Foundation to come and be headquarters in Mm -hmm. Kansas City. And when we ultimately lost the bid, we just had this really great community of people that were really passionate about women and girls in sports and wanted to continue their efforts and continue to do more. So it was kind of like this unique way to start this passionate group of people. And there's some people that are still involved today over 25 years later. From that, it just kind of formulated this mission to continue to make girls better and make women better and make them more comfortable and empowered and encouraged to try things and learn things. So mm-hmm. it's it's been a long journey and it's not nearly over. It's yeah. really great. Gosh, especially like now, like being a girl in sports, mm-hmm. I mean, haven't seen such a difference in what's going on in the in the world around that. I didn't know the history of of that's how it came about. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Cool. it's kind of unique, but it it definitely still has legs and is still a super big part of the community and mm-hmm. just continues to grow and figure out ways to find its niches. Mm-hmm. So it's awesome. Very cool. Yeah. Well, I heard everything about Camp Win this summer. So <laughs> in the neighborhood, all the girls were going to the camps and I was talking to the neighbors. I'm like, what are you 
talking about. So tell me the history of the camps, uh, why they got started, and what they're trying to accomplish. Yeah, so Camp Win is my personal favorite event of Win for KC. It's an all-girls sports camp for girls ages 6 to 12, so basically kindergarten through 7th grade, where they come for, it's now five days, and try over 16 different sports and fitness activities. Wow. So we do anything from like basketball, soccer, volleyball, kind of your more basic sports, to wrestling, tackle football, handball, ultimate frisbee, golf, tennis, lacrosse, yoga, Zumba, pound which is like zumba with drumsticks like you name <laughs> that it one fun. yeah you name it and we've done it we've done fencing one year we did curling like we literally and the goal of the camp is to provide girls a sample of a sport that they can then decide if they like so i think a lot of times it's really hard to get girls involved in sports because they're afraid to fail yeah or they're afraid they're not going to be good mm-hmm. um and so what camp does is it's just this overly encouraging environment to just try just give it a shot see what you think and then you can go home and if you can't stop talking about it then you know that that was a fit for you and that you really liked it and you want to find another way to do it and so how camp kind of got started, it used to be a series of clinics. So there would be a clinic a month throughout 12 months of the year, and each month would be a different sport. Well, then that was like, okay, this is a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every sat- Every, One Saturday yeah. out of a month is just a lot. So then we kind of meshed, pushed it all together, and it started off as one camp for six to 12-year-olds. And then that kind of over outgrew itself. So then it became two weeks. So one week was for six to eight and one week was for nine to 12 year olds. And then we outgrew that. Mm -hmm. So then we had two sessions where one each session was for six to 12 and we outgrew that. So then (laughs) we had growing pains. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Good thing. It's like a good thing. Right. (laughs) And so ultimately now this next summer, we're going to have four sessions each of the weeks of June, all five days for girls ages six to 12. And I think the most interesting part about it is we kind of sell out really quickly, which shocks me every year. It always surprises me how quickly we sell out. But I think it's because, you know, it's a lot of by word of mouth. Um, It's a lot of girls that want to come back after they've been, because not only do they get introduced to sports, but we also have another component called our captain program where high school girls, middle and high school girls serve as mentors, basically. So they're kind of like we call them camp counselors, but they do a little bit more than that. They really make the camp experience for the girls and get the mentoring and role model experience. And then the girls also learn Live Active, which is uh, basically life lessons that they learn in camp. And we kind of reiterate throughout the day that then they can take in real life. So things like respect, teamwork, leadership tenacity, encouragement. So just really kind of boiling down what sports is really about, which and then showing them that that's what sports can be for them. Love it. And I think Kansas City is starting to become such a great hub. That's been modeled now for you guys have been doing this for uh, how many years? Oh, a very long time. Okay. I was actually a captain when I was in high school. Wow. Oh, wow. So more than I thought. Okay. Yes. Yes. Not, not aging you. Sorry. No, that's okay. <laughs> I'm old. I'm reminded of that. It's been that long. But Coaching like... basketball reminds me how old I am. Uh-huh. Stephanie, I was going to put you on, again, talking about statistics. And I haven't looked in a while. I think the it's a high, it's still a pretty high dropout rate of girls once they get sp- started in sports i'm kind of was it like by eighth grade like a bunch 12 to 13 12 mm-hmm. 13th? yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. has that been still staying the same that we're i think in the kansas city area yeah. kind of depends on the neighborhood and the area like mm-hmm. this you know the zip code because 
I think it's still a thing that we're combating when mm-hmm. it comes to girls in that age age group. I can even say with coaching basketball, it's it's amazing how many girls drop out from fifth grade to eighth grade. Wow. And I think it's more about either they feel like it's too competitive and they aren't good at it, mm-hmm. or they haven't found what they like, which mm-hmm. is what camp is good for. Yeah. Um, I think this last summer, one of the coolest things we saw is how many girls fell in love with boxing. Mm-hmm. We had boxing come out, and they were amazing. And how many girls walked away like, wow, that was that was really fun. I really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think the hard part about the statistics is you look at the sports that they're dropping out of, and it's the more mainstream sports, right? Mm-hmm. It's the soccer. Sure. It's the basketball. It's the volleyball. easily accessible. Yes. Whereas when you can get girls exposed to different things, mm-hmm. maybe they find what that is for them. Yeah, I never thought about that. That that makes a good point. And then you look at how many kids are on a team of the accessible sports. And then if I'm not playing that much, yeah. then I'm not really having right. fun. Mm-hmm. That, that's a really good point. Well, and it's, it's the, what do they call it? Specialization, too. Sure. Like how many girls get put in club soccer and club volleyball at fifth grade? Yeah. And then by eighth grade, they're like... I don't want to do this anymore. Yes. Right. Like this Especially is taking that up intensity all level. my life. And mm-hmm. girls naturally are more social. They do it for the fun of being around their mm-hmm. friends. And I think that's that can get really hard in the club scene mm-hmm. where they, they're they just always told that winning is everything mm-hmm. when really they just want to hang out with their friends. Yes. <laughs> Very good point. Well, and I think that brings up a good point. Now having a middle schooler, we're seeing a lot of shifts with sports and friends. And I think – you know, when they're little, it's, oh, like, oh, yeah, such and such is on this team. Why don't you join that? And then they start to form their own little personalities and identity, and then they, they get interest outside of that. So, and their bodies develop. So they start understanding, oh, I'm better at this sport because of my strength or my speed or, yeah, um, yeah where before everybody's kind of on a level playing field. Mm-hmm. So. So working on the inside of a program like this, where is there more work to be done with the world of women's athletics and sports, especially for our young athletes? And where are areas we still need to improve? I think, I mean, it's a longstanding thing about girls and confidence. Mm. I think girls have a really hard time understanding confidence and self-esteem and self-worth. Still see that even now and honestly even more so because of the lovely social media and cell phones. Mm -hmm. And it's been funny in my involvement with camp that we've had to come up with a cell phone policy for campers. Like. I, I understand kids have cell phones, but we don't want them here. Kind of right. a thing. We want Doing them to sports at the right, same time. right. Yeah. Jeez, like we don't need a <laughs> you selfie. Need to be boxing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or TikTok for the love of TikTok. <laughs> um, but it's. I think it's becoming more of a thing because it's easier for girls to be bullied. It's easier mm-hmm. for girls to pick on one another. Um, mm-hmm. And let's be honest, girls are just mean, and I can say that because I am one. Mm-hmm. Like, it's yep. just, a, they're vindictive. and it's just a Yeah, and so I think yeah. um, what camp offers is a space where we kind of take that away. Mm-hmm. We take out the meanness and the competitiveness where sometimes girls can be mean because they feel like they're better or worse than somebody else. And girls look for those things to pick at, right? And so camp just takes that all away and all it is is about positivity and encouraging and all that kind of stuff. And I think the other really exciting thing that we just launched this fall is called Strong Girls. And it's a mentorship program that's taking place weekly. This fall, we launched it at KU and Lawrence. And then next year or next spring, we're doing it at KU and Rockhurst University. And what that is, is a program for sixth, seventh, and eighth grade girls. And it takes place weekly on campus of the college. And they're 
paired with a mentor, a college-age female, that they meet with weekly and talk about things like self-esteem and self-worth and It's a free program. We're super excited about it. Thankfully, with KU Sports Psychology, they had this program years ago and just ran out of resources because it got too big. So we're really excited to launch that. And I think that kind of goes into we still see the same problems we had, just on a different scale, I think, with cell phones and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So we're really excited to launch that program. And then next year with the 50th anniversary of Title IX, we are yeah. have some big plans for that too because – I think there's still a lot of people, a lot of women alive that didn't have sports opportunities. And I think girls don't totally understand mm-hmm. that there was a time where sports weren't available. Absolutely. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think educating them on what that looks like and what Title IX actually is is mm-hmm. going to be really exciting. I'll never forget. I probably was 10 and my dad was, they called it Senior Olympics, but you could be like 40 and be in the Senior Olympics. So it was kind of crazy. But I remember going to my dad like, oh my God, dad, those those ladies are playing in dresses. But that was because that was their mandated uniform. Like you couldn't have any exposed skin mm-hmm. above the knee and they were in they were hooping it up. Yeah. They were ho- yeah. hooping it up in dresses, and I think I was, like, culture shocked. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> well, and on the reverse side, too, social media has also helped women's sports, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you think about the whole NCAA thing last year with yes. the NCAA College women's basketball. tournament yeah. versus the men's tournament. So I think it's like a blessing and a curse. Yeah. It's exposed And I good think things. it's changed because when we were – we had turned on the TV to watch a sporting event, and I was like – Wait a minute. That's women's basketball, primetime ESPN, not in the tournament, like right now. And I was like, that's a game changer. You would have never saw that two, five years ago. And I think there's very loud advocates for it, too, which is also so amazing to have. I think you have a lot of professional athletes who are dads now or Mm -hmm. who want to see their daughters and that sport grow for their daughters. So Mm -hmm. I think it's... It's moving in the right direction. We just still have a lot of work to do. And Kobe would have been proud. Exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking about, too. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So if you could dream big, what would you love for Win for KC? Or what would be on the horizon that you would like to see within, like, program for girls in sport? Oh, man. Mm-hmm. I always have Not big... that we are going to make you do it. Right. Because you're busy. But... I always have such big dreams. So you I think it's to. twofold. One, I would love to see um, Camp Win in other communities. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what that looks like. Um, <laughs> Wait for the phone calls. Right. How do we uh, do this? <laughs> right. But to see it in other communities. So not only in urban core communities, but also the rural communities. Because mm-hmm. I think people... It's, it's all types of communities that don't provide girls opportunities to play sports or an mm-hmm. encouraging environment for them to even try it. Mm-hmm. I think also with this new Strong Girls program to continue to be able to grow that and see that missing age group of 6th, 7th, and 8th graders feel rejuvenated and re-empowered with their self-esteem and everything to be able to do that. So, yeah, big plans. Not enough mm-hmm. people, not mm-hmm. enough money. But mm-hmm. man, be fun. <laughs> we'll grow it on the tree. And it's funny how that evolves because in that age group, I'm learning like now you're just a mom. So you can't really be a role model. They don't really want to listen to you. But when you get to these older girls like high school and college and it's like, oh, wow, you've gone through that. Like even if we say the exact same thing. So that could be really powerful. Oh, totally. I see that with coaching now too. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, 30 and the girls I coach are sixth and seventh grade, so right in that magic little age group. And yeah, I mean, anytime I send an email to a parent of like a rule I'm implementing, 
blame it on me. It's fine. When they complain, say coach said so. <laughs> and then they usually well, are like, oh, okay. Uh, I mean, even at a young age, like the coach thing, my son who's four, mm-hmm. I'm like, listen to coach. And he's like, well, coach said. Coach I was did. like, man, it's starting. Yes. <laughs> Thank goodness. Yes. But the importance of really good coaches, right? Yeah. And coaches who are female, right? Yeah, right. Um, who they can relate really to or see themselves mm-hmm. in which is huge, which is also why I think not only camp having the high school girls, but strong girls having the college girls, uh-huh. these, these girls can see themselves in and mm-hmm. see themselves going to college even. Uh-huh. Like, I think that's the other unique part that people can sometimes forget about is some uh-huh. girls don't think college is an option. So it's it's providing them the opportunity to say, hey, there are people like you that you can dream to be like uh-huh. kind of a thing that it's it's not end all be all or there isn't one road for you. So. Uh-huh. Nice. Well, we're so glad that uh, it's here in our community for sure. So while you're juggling all the dreams and trying to find places and money and people. (laughs) Coaching. Coaching. How do you live out the fit philosophy trying to balance performance, health, intellect, and a few seconds for yourself? Right. Um, I have a great support system. I think that's number one between my family, my community, my coworkers. So when for KC, which is part of the Sports Commission, we're a staff of basically 10, anywhere from 10 to 12 full-time employees, which a lot is of people, yeah, yeah, a lot of people don't realize. No. Like when you realize what all we do between the win for KC side, but also the Sports Commission side with mm-hmm. World Cup, trying to bring World Cup here, the Super Bowl parade, I had no idea. Yeah, that is yeah. crazy. Any the big, t- yeah, Big Twelve events and CAA yeah. events. So it's uh-huh. just when you kind of look at it from that perspective, it's like, oh, oh. That's so, but yeah. the nice part about having it's a team that small is we really rely on each other, and we're more than just a working staff. We're kind of like a family in a way. So, mm-hmm. having a tremendous support system and finding. What I like to do for myself. So, you know, people talk about filling their buckets and my Mm -hmm. bucket is filled when I'm busy, which sounds crazy, but also when I'm giving back. So that's why coaching is so huge and being at Win for KC for as long as I have is so huge. And then I think the, the best thing I've ever learned is through therapy, which I love therapy. It's great for everybody. Yeah. Huge, huge fan of that. Me too. Right. Is when my therapist was like, you have to remind yourself like, so what? So, you know, when you have this long list of things, so what if you don't get to all of it? Is it the end of the world? And it's like, oh, you're right. Like, give yourself a little grace that you don't have to clean the kitchen spotless Mm -hmm. that day. Like, Mm -hmm. so what if it waits another day? Mm -hmm. So I think— It's still going to be there the day after that, too. Right? And who knows? (laughs) You're going to have to do it again tomorrow anyway. Right? Right. No matter how hard you try, especially with, like, a toddler Uh and a husband, like— Eh. You might as well just, yeah. Right. But I think hearing that and hearing someone else tell me that, it's kind of like, oh, that's okay. So I always kind of try to remind myself of that, of like, so what if that doesn't happen today? Mm -hmm. Can it happen tomorrow? Yeah? Okay. I think that's great advice for, like, the busy working mom with young kids. Mm -hmm. It's such a vulnerable time. It's like that permission giving ourselves Mm -hmm. of, like, Mm -hmm. we're actually not supposed to be able to do it all in a certain way. We're supposed to be getting a lot of help from right. and help is help is oh yeah and help is okay. It's mm-hmm. okay to ask for help, and it's also okay to say you're not okay. Mm-hmm. Right? I think mm-hmm. that's the other thing that people are so afraid of. Yeah, especially okay. moms and like females in general, because mm-hmm. we've lived in this world where you can't say you need help. Yes, like that's that's Some not okay. Days it's Papa Murphy's pizza and fuzzy slippers. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
Some days it's hashtag mom goals. Oh my word! If only, if only. <laughs> Papa Murphy's, you hear that shout out, don't you? <laughs> That's right. We'll Sponsor. be expecting. We'll be expecting a check soon. Stephanie, thanks so much for coming oh, in studio today, being you. busy and running all over, and you got to come in. Yeah. So thanks for having me. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was really pleasure. fun. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, we can't wait to. When the big goals come to fruition, we'd love to have you back and Definitely. talking more about all the, the stuff going on in Kansas All City. the wins. Oh, no pun intended. Oh, pun. You like that? That was so punny. <laughs> <laughs> I love all it. All right. Thanks, Thanks queens. queens. Today's episode is brought to you by Yours Truly. I'm excited to announce the releasing of my book, Finding Your Sweet Spot in Sport, Avoiding Relative Energy Deficit in Sport, also known as REDS, by optimizing your energy balance. Be sure to follow me on social media or go to my website, www.beccamacomble.com. Bye, queens. For additional information on today's topic and guests, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at fit queen Hashtag fit for a queen. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes. We can't wait for you to join us next time on Fit for a Queen. Bye, queens.